Harlot Ho, street worker, prostitute, hooker, call girl, or the politically correct sex worker. Call her what you will, but a woman, woman who piles the sex trade is rarely viewed by society as a mistress of her own will, or one whose opinions matter. Writer-director Srijit Mukherjee's Begum John is the story of one such woman, madam of a brothel on the outskirts of a town in pre-independence Punjab. This year is 1947 and the Radcliffe Line has been drawn by the British to demarcate India and the newly forming Pakistan. As it happens, the line runs through Begum John's brothel. When she refuses to quit her home, to make way for barbed wire fence, she finds herself crossing swords with officials of both countries who in turn are helpless at the hands of law they do not necessarily agree with. Begum Jan has so far prided herself on her power since her kotha is frequented by everyone in town, from ordinary folk to local raja, freeloading policemen and British officials. Hierarchies of class, caste and religion may be forgotten when these men visit her when Lusts, but she soon discovers that she is up against forces much higher than anyone she has ever known. Still, Begum John, her women, and their male staff, creatures deemed most ravaged by society and the most subservient to it, decide that they will not give in lying down. The film is about the battle between them and the officials assigned to execute the Ratcliffe line. It is a fascinating concept. Begum John is Rajit Mukherjee's remake of his own 2015 Bengali film Raj Kahani, Tale of the Raj, with Rituparna Sena Gupta in the title role. The Hindi version stars Vidya Balan as the protagonist. From the opening scene of the Hindi film, where an unlikely savior wards off a young woman's potential rapist, two things are evident that Mukherjee intends to make a big statement about female empowerment and that his statement will come through self-repeating expressions and a limited understanding of his cause. It is bad enough that Begum Jan is confused about what it wants to say. What is worse is that it is so pretentious and superficial that it fails to plow past its grand intent to find a soul. It goes without saying that everything about Begum Jan's Prathel, from its location to its occupants and customers, is intended as a metaphor for a happily multicultural India being torn apart against her will. Parallel to their lives, an old woman in the Kotha, played by Ila Arun, narrates stories of legendary queens from Indian history and myth who stood up to an ancient patriarchal world on their own terms. Among them, Rani Lakshmi Bai, Rajya Sultan, Krishna Bhakt Meera and Padmavati. Three of these women are also played by Balan. Padmavati is described in a voiceover. The satellite tales of Fala mirror the film's central saga of brave women defying convention and refusing to be subjugated. Sadly, they also reflect the filmmaker's skewed notions of female honour most especially when he appears to equate the historical Lakshmi Bai, a real woman who fought the British till her dying breath, to the mythical Padmavati who is glorified by folklore for having thrown herself into a fire so that an invading emperor would not get his hands on her. The messaging and metaphors of Begum John are all mixed up, so as exemplified by the romanticism of Padmavati's sacrifice. Contemporary Indian notions of female izzat, that is honour, have not evolved beyond a woman's life being seen as less valuable than her undraped body. 
a position that goes against what Begum Jaan stands for until the self-contradictory end. Perhaps we should expect nothing from a film which early on unquestioningly quotes Subha Kumari Chauhan's popular poem about Lakshmi Bai, Jhansi Ki Rani, in which courage is casually described as a masculine quality. Khubladi Mardani wo to Jhansi wali Rani thi. She who fought like a man, she was the queen of Jhansi. Mukherjee may argue that Chauhan meant well. Fair enough, but at what is one to make of Begum Jaan's opening dedication to Urdu literally stalwarts Ismat Chahugati and Sadat Hasan Manto in the context of crucial scenes that completely missed the point of Manto's Khuldo. The short story of Khuldo was about a girl so traumatized by repeated rape during partition riots that as a reflex action she undresses herself on hearing a male voice. That story was not just about the survivor's mental state but about her continuing worth as a human being. Mukherjee is so little in his interpretation of Manto's text that I wanted to cry. In scenes where a very old lady and a very young replicate Khuldo's heroine actions, Mukherjee also unwittingly betrays an oddly benevolent, muddled view of male rapists resulting from thoroughly misplaced ideas of sexual violence. With the writing so inadequate, everything about the film ends up being ineffectual. It is impossible to feel for Begum Jaan or the women in her brothel because they are not women, they are broad brushstrokes illustrating Mukherjee's surface-level interpretation of female strength. The acting is constrained by the weak strip, and so Balin, who has been wonderful in the past, sits here with legs akimbo and issues one-liners in a monotone, but is unable to dig deep and summon up a relatable human being, because there is nothing in the writing that she can dig into. Those one-liners are amusing at first, but sound empty after a point. We see a flash of the gifted artist when we know her to be in scene where she watches as a customer forces himself on a new recruit, but only a flash. The supporting cast of fine actors including Pallavi Shadra and Gohar Khan as women in Kotha, Pitobash as their pimp and Nasiruddin Shah as a ruler of the region were all in the same boat. Sharda and Khan fare somewhat better than the rest. The greatest victims of the film's intellectual pretensions are Ashish Vidyarthi and Rajit Kapoor playing one-time friends turned government officials on opposite sides of the border. The actors' faces are often half-cut off the edge of the screen by Gopi Bhagat's camera, no doubt again as a metaphor for nation being torn apart against its film. In a film that fails to come together as a whole, it is an irritating device. Among many half-cooked aspects of this half-cooked film is David Izar's action. Except for the first scene in which women use physical force to send government officials and pol- police packing, they seem grossly unprepared for battle. Kasti does not mean foolhardy and stupid, yet that in effect is what they are in the climatic confrontation. These elements might have been better developed if the director had not been so distracted by what appears to be his primary goal. Everything about Begum Jaan is dwarfed by its transparent ambition to be an epic of great intellectual depth and lofty feminist statement. Noism can work in cinema without characters who evoke empathy. The starting point of a film has a, has to be a great story, not a great cause. Feminism deserves advocates for the better understanding of both cinema and the movement. Begum John's intriguing basic concept deserves a writer who could have been expanded it on a better effect, and the lovely Vidya Balan deserves better than the soulless film.